Saca, please. Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 225. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone. And Aditya, this is a relatively warm Sunday afternoon in Thane. I'm still wearing my socks and sweater. That is my threshold for Mumbai winters. <laughs> and it is 25 degrees. <laughs> and it is probably more. The point of reference is how often do I have to heat my cup of tea or coffee after having prepared it because I drink slowly. It's gone to some five times, which I'm told is not healthy. So it, it otherwise in, in summers, it is oh. just twice. There are USB coasters, right? Which keep the coffee warm. Plain insulated coffee mugs also. First of all, uh, you should try that. I should. That, I that is a lot of or just drink the damn tea quickly. What? Yeah. Why, why didn't you take such a long time to drink your tea? I just forget that it's minutes. there. My wife just put in khari uh, to be ordered on DMART because today is the 31st and we order our monthly groceries on the last day of the month for the next month. Khari is right front and center. There you go. There you go. There are, there are few things as good as khari biscuit. And then there is also, I was just the other day, I was craving for some mawa cake. Like mm. pure mawa cake. I don't mm. want any fancy, you know, chocolate mousse cake, tiramisu, ye, wo. Mereko mm. mawa cake mangu. Yaan pe jo irani joints mein milta hai, wohi na? Haan, ekdam, ekdam. Matlab total, you know, uh, basic. And then also naan khatai is something that I was craving for. Ban maska, naan khatai, chai. With like tutti frutti in it in yeah. the ban pao and stuff like that. We'll have to come to Matunga next to our college. I know that maska used to be like amazing, right? That ban maska, I don't know why. It used to just taste so much amazing. I mean, you know. Gul, uh, gul, right? I'm sure gul, gul, what was the full name? There is a Gulshan. Place, Gulshan. Cafe Gulshan. Cafe Gulshan in Matunga, which probably will go down in heritage restaurants along with those Udupis. That, that hey, it has changed, there. man. Last time I went there, it had an AC section in it. Oh, why did they do that? I know. And they probably also wash their hands before cooking now and serving. Oh, yes. You know how they delivered their glasses, right? Uh, all their five <laughs> fingers on the rim of the glass as they would bring it. Holding up. five glasses? Yellow, pure. <laughs> Exactly. Or, that is or, chai, chai ka, there is a Marathi, there is a saying in Marathi about tea. Chahala vel nasto ani velever chahala Meaning, you, there, is, <laughs> there is time for tea and you need tea at the right time. Okay, absolutely. Let's go on with our topics that, <laughs> that we have this time. And by the way, what I also wanted to cover was a few people have asked me Indica show. Describe Indica show. And the description that we have in the Indica show feeds is also now a little bit outdated. Right. It has, like you also sent me, it has a reference to Sonia and Sanya. Right. <laughs> so we used, to, we used to basically say, you know, in one line, if you were to describe what is the Indica, what is Indica show, we used to say it is basically canteen conversations on topics that range anything from Sonia, which was a reference to Sonia Gandhi, to Sanya, which was a reference to Sanya Mirza. In the last five years, Whoever have started listening podcasts, I mean, the younger generation, they don't know of either of them. Not in the same sense as to how, you know, they were like massive during their times, right? Big time. So we have to now update that reference, that uh, reference a little bit. You never know. They can make a comeback. You know, this is what happened to Indra Gandhi. Anyways. Yeah. So the Indica show is just that. It's talking about Khari Biscuit Ban Pao. From there to 
to the, the next topic that we are going to take, pick up, which is about how is India's vaccination or inoculation, COVID inoculation drive going? Earlier this month, uh, India approved uh, two vaccines, one by AstraZeneca and Oxford. Uh, it was It is being developed by Serum Institute in Pune, and it's known as Covishield. And there's one more uh, is uh, by Bharat BioNTech. The name of uh, that vaccine is Covaxin. It's uh, for what they call the emergency use. It's developed uh, in collaboration with the Indian Council of Medical Research and National Institute of Virology. And to their credit, I think India moved uh, uh, very fast in that uh, they approved them quickly relative to many other countries of uh, uh, that size and scale. Without even phase three trials being completed. No. Right. Or we, That's we... a controversy, isn't it? Yes. That is a massive controversy, right? And if right. if anyone asks that question online, their response has been that India has approved it for emergency usage. The efficacy rates, by the way, no one knows. They are awaited and they will be released in February. But the fact that it is being given out or it has been approved came as a bit of a shocker to me. To quote the official statement, restricted use in emergency situations in public interest as an abandoned precaution in clinical trial mode, especially in the context of infection by mutant strains, blah, blah, blah. But the, the key word is restricted use. So what is restricted use? And one of the officials went ahead and said that it is a backup vaccine, unquote. And it will be used only if there is a surge in number of cases. So, so what is it? So is it not good enough to be the first? And then the guy yeah. retracted. All India Drug Action Network, it's a watchdog in India, it said, we are baffled to understand the scientific logic to approve an incompletely studied vaccine. So not a lot of faith shown yet. Not a lot of faith in the whole vaccination process that is happening right now. Currently, it is not being told which vaccination you are going to get. Is it going to be the, the Covaxin or is it going to be the AstraZeneca one? And you may not have a choice, Aditya. It's not like I want this over the other. Absolutely. That has started as of January 16th. The COVID vaccination drive has was kickstarted and announced. And the first set of people who are going to get it is the emergency workers, right? The healthcare workers, healthcare staff and frontline workers, as they call it. The next in line is going to be people who are older than over 50 years of uh, age. And then anyone who are under 50 with serious underlying health conditions. Mass trials itself have been conducted across the country where training was given to 101,50,000 people in 700 districts. That is a trial stage, by the way. It's on those lines, right? Where you have the polio vaccination, newborn immunization campaigns where millions of kids are uh, you know, targeted. Three million free doses are distributed only for polio. So this is obviously 300 million. Uh, is what the target is by the summer, uh, a tough uh, gig. But then in general elections, you've got, uh, we spoke of a polling station somewhere in Gujarat where you've got to trek, uh, travel on elephants, camels, and there is just one voter there. We have the uh, wherewithal to go to these uh, places where you have to travel through swamps infested with crocodiles and all that and just get there and set up that uh, polling booth. So that, that is the kind of challenge that we will have for vaccination. Absolutely. And more complicated because there's a cold chain uh, network now that is required to store vaccine. Remember, mm. because you need these vaccines that have been developed, they need to be distributed between two degrees and eight degrees for which you need the cold chain. Finally, the vaccination has to be carried to the village level because this cold chains, they are available in the major, major cities. So that goes down through several hops until someone on a bicycle or on a scooter 
goes to a primary healthcare facility and gives this thing out right and this is going to be given through the public networks whereas if you see that most of the medical services that are rendered in india is through the private network is through private hospitals that is one of the challenges do the private clinics have these facilities yes we do give out millions of vaccinations every year but those are to babies and not to adults true uh, you, you also need auto disabled syringes i never thought about that as as an issue we spoke about that it's like yeah you need to make a billion syringes by next year and that happens to be the biggest world's biggest syringe maker happens to be in india and the one thing that came out through this which i had no idea about was 60% of world's vaccines are manufactured in india especially many of the developing countries or african countries or neighboring countries in in asia they completely are dependent on our supply right because it's it's cheaper they cannot otherwise they cannot afford immunization programs in their own countries so besides the covaxin which is which we spoke about which is by bharat biotech there is the covi shield which is the one from from the oxford university that is also being used and there are other candidates vaccine candidates that are in pipeline also which includes something that has come up from from the local uh, producers itself so zydus cadilla they have they have one of the vaccines um, that they are working on there is hyderabad based biological e it's the first indian private vaccine making company there are five such other including one which is a nasal vaccine so it does not require a syringe either right which is again by bharat biotech so each of them is working on how to efficiently either a different approach or a different delivery mechanism while the scientists and uh, uh, researchers are doing their bit in the labs our government has started what they call vaccine maitri that is vaccine diplomacy where we are uh, shipping doses to bhutan maldives bangladesh nepal myanmar shezels uh, just a week ago 2 million doses went to brazil and 5 lakhs to sri lanka what i found interesting was it was a covi shield that was sent which ah. is Astra- astrazeneca on oxford one and not the bharat biotech which is which does not have the efficacy rates published because i'm not sure what uh, these countries will make of the consent form that you need to sign while receiving covaxin where it says that clinical efficacy has yet to be established these are the words from the consent form wow how do you feel about that abhishek when the country does not have enough vaccines in the at least in the near uh, in the short term enough for its own citizens we are shipping out these vaccines to other places it's uh, a no brainer that first you put your house in order before doing these things but international goodwill maneuvers where if you don't do those you might face certain repercussions in form of a cold shoulder from these countries that you took, you can't afford because serum says that hey don't worry about it we've got some 40 to 50 million doses and we plan to produce 300 million by july so we will get there these number of doses are not too many the ones that have been exported Uh, but we should be more worried about what the government says about uh, don't question us believe the hard work of the doctors this is with reference to the covaxin uh, vaccine we have chosen to push something out which hasn't been ratified by the guys who matter absolutely you see how long winding answer that was like a politician yeah exactly it was it was it was such a non answer that you did you did amazing you should at least contest for your society elections ah it's too much work so i don't know how martin <laughs> does it at 78 but on a on a serious note this is uh, when on twitter also there were 
MPs who are talking about you guys are not uh, patriots. How can you question something that uh, our uh, scientists are doing? You should just believe it. That is not how democracy works uh, or how science works. You show us the data. You see it's right. I mean, there's enough evidence that it is safe and you can go ahead. And then you publish it and not, not in the race to win against some other country. Absolutely. And then there are some other key questions also. If the elderly people with underlying conditions are eligible for early shots, then if there are two competing complications, underlying conditions, to which condition takes priority? As they call it comorbidities, how do you prioritize them? There are more than 70 million diabetics, which is, which is the second highest number in the world, right? Will all of them be given blanket preferences and rolling out in 30 states? How, how will vaccine allocation work? Will it go by states which are worst hit by pandemic or is it by who pays the most tax? How does it happen with most population? Wow, whoever um, is heading this uh, whole initiative, our heart must go out to him. The IS officers who have to actually execute the programs at the Delhi, at the Zilla Parishad, that is where it will come down to. And so, so let's, let's talk about how, how that progress itself is going on, right? In the first three days after the announcement was made and the government said that there were 3,81,305 vaccinations were administered in the first three days. Uh, in New Delhi itself, only 53% of the people who were expected to come actually showed up at the health centers to receive the shots, only 53% in New Delhi. In the state of Tamil Nadu, the Hindu newspaper reports that the turnout was only 16%. Comparing this to the earlier election example that you gave, they are above 50% typically. In Rotak district in, in Haryana, only 30% showed up. People are also hesitating to go out and receive these uh, vaccines. Yes, yes. Even in Delhi, All India Institute of Medical Sciences, only eight of the scheduled 100 guys showed up uh, for the shots on uh, January 18th because of the controversy surrounding that bit. Then there are people who believe that vaccination is bad and that uh, I choose not to get vaccinated. So those also add up. Will you, Abhishek, if you were offered to take a blind vaccine, you don't know whether it's going to be Covaxin or Covishield. I want to take the vaccine, but uh, if it's a blind one, then how can I tell if you haven't done phase three clinical trials? That's going to be a tough one to convince people like me. I want to, but then please give us something which has been tested out there. But AstraZeneca, you will have no problem. I don't think so. No, no, no. I'll just go for it. There is no reason for me to the odd to be the odd man out when pretty much the whole world is uh, short supplied or they want it and there isn't enough of it. And if somebody is offering it, you you take it. Absolutely. <laughs> So you are not a vaccine denier? No, no, not at all. Anti-vaccines, as they are called it. In Brazil, how not to do it is, is an example. You must have read Jair Bolsonaro, the president. There are some 212 million people who are targeted to be vaccinated. And this guy recommended that on the Ministry of Health's website, you please have a section called dangers of vaccination. And uh, that we should stop being a country of sissies, to quote him. That women may start growing beards and men can start talking in female voice, effeminate voice. The guy doesn't wear a mask and that vaccination will do more, do more harm than good. And the problem with that is 22% of Brazil, you know, they don't believe in vaccination, which was 9%. I, I don't understand. I know people personally who's, who have made that statement is that we don't believe vaccination is required. And that I have a very difficult, you know, time. It's, it, this is not a question of belief, right? <laughs> We're not talking about religion. 
this this is like hardcore science it is not just uh, countries like brazil yaar ye france only 40% of the population said that they are willing to be vaccinated poland hungary so even in eastern europe western europe even in america uh. the, in december they found 29% of people working in healthcare settings they said they were hesitant to take a covid vaccine so one side there is science and the other side you said beliefs so if anybody has does not have faith in something they'll do whatever it takes not to do that absolutely and as a result one of the things that the health ministry is going to do is carry out massive awareness campaigns first for anti vaxxers where belief comes in and on the other hand the efficacy issues about it not being tested etc and they are saying that no, no it's it's okay it's okay to take it mm-hmm. there are in fact some leaders taking the jab on national television so that hey don't worry look i am taking it it's per- per- perfectly safe some countries are doing that as well but then the facebooks and the twitters of the world you have people who you know talk about bill gates wanting to insert tracking chips into everyone while uh, you know <laughs> while inoculating that, that has been and that has been one of the other things on the on social media is about all these falsehoods that are being spread across as well and and this has been going on so edward jenner the, the guy reasoned that uh, smallpox was a simple fact of life and death and that you need to vaccinate uh, the country to get uh, rid of that disease but then those people who are against him said that listen if god feels that some folks should die then you interfering is like blasphemy it started from there so anti vaxxers were there uh, right from the beginning in fact even in india when it was under the british rule they wanted to again that smallpox vaccine may you need to inject a portion of the actual virus from the cow into the human yeah. being and indians obviously cow being mother and uh, according to hindu beliefs so they said no 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 it's not possible and then somebody tracked down an ancient sanskrit text which showed that hey listen this hindu physicians had actually discovered this centuries earlier so people then started believing it and what later happened was it was actually forged by a britisher to get this going uh, in some hotel in madras where the guy knew sanskrit and introduced that line in that ancient manuscript just to fool some of those uh, clerics who did not want this to go thankful and one of those things where where greater good is more important than your sometimes stupid beliefs it's going to be a tough one people won't change their mind 70 million guys voted for trump you can't change their mind overnight they believe in him so similarly you believe in non uh, not getting vaccinated Yes, given the no shows that India has so far had, and by the way, it is not just India who is having trouble with its rollout program. Similar issues are being faced in Europe and the US as well, where not enough vaccines have been allocated at the right places, and not enough people are getting them. Remember, people have to take two of these. There is actually a lot of hope with the J and J vaccine, that is Johnson and Johnson vaccine coming up, right, which requires only one dose. At the same time, there are there is also this one news that popped up on my Google News was that a nurse in Canada tested positive after receiving two doses. Even that is happening, but we of course knew that the efficacy rate was ninety five percent, right? And he is probably part of the unlucky five percent. Possibly yes. Then then there are some countries in Philippines. They are a little extra careful. So the members of the Presidential Security Group, that's an elite unit, they inoculated themselves with. Uh, smuggled shots back in september so that their president will be safe president is a slightly crazy chap right duarte and and some people were in in even in european countries were uh, defying curfews by walking stuffed animals or pet tortoises so so people do all sorts of things to stay away from curfews lockdowns or even vaccines for that matter there is this uh, vaccine passport ka funda in the end you might you might actually need to have one to prove that you've taken a jab and that you are immune to it 
before taking certain flights or landing in certain countries just like you have yellow fever card bol ke ek hai yeah yeah you have to take those vaccines the, the the way it's going if countries in europe are facing issues with enough demand think about the 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 developing countries uh, in in africa they say that it's going to be until 2023 by those by the time that these countries get it so how long are you going to stop people from such countries from traveling anywhere outside overall it seems that it's not going to be completely gone for quite some time however if you get a chance get the dose pass yes indeed you too don't be anti vaxxer uh, moving from covid let's talk about uh, dr mahindra watsa passing away 96 years old if you recall his columns in uh, mumbai mirror the, the title of the column was expert itself and there were so many people that bought mumbai mirror which is a tabloid paper just to read the hilarious responses that the doctor would give to people who are inquisitive about their sex issues yep. sometimes they were not even sex issues they were like have weird really for example there is this one of the queries was that my wife's believe my wife believes that i am having an affair but it's not true every day she applies nail polish on my penis what to check if i'm being unfaithful i feel a burning oh. sensation and it hurts please help <laughs> no, no, he he should file an fir case against his wife poor man he's a genius to come up with such a solution <laughs> so what did he respond <laughs> he said this is a very unusual piece of detective work if you have no objection to the tattoo mark on your penis ask your wife to find another substance that won't burn or convince her of your loyalty <laughs> and he's been doing that for many many decades i think he's fielded some 20000 readers queries only in mumbai mirror and across his life some 40000 questions because of lack of sex education in the country mainly absolutely and that is how he has been looked at his column was being looked at is that it was because there is no formal sex education program or sex counseling available in india as much right so he was part of also he was consultant to the family planning association of india at the government at the cent- at the central level also he was a consultant there you know until 1974 that is when he actually launched the sex education and counseling therapy center right mm-hmm. and and before that which is which is the first 40 years of his career he practiced as a gynecologist and and an obstetrician 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 yes, almost there almost there <laughs> before he uh, gave up and said that this is more important and gave up correct. and he was witty his, he his was answers witty. true that there was one there was one uh, which said that two days ago i had unprotected sex with my girlfriend to prevent pregnancy we bought an eye pill but in the heat of the moment i popped it instead of her can it cause any complications <laughs> can it cause any complications so his uh, dry remark was uh, next time around please use a condom and make sure you don't swallow that too uh, <laughs> could a woman get pregnant uh, if a man and woman sleeping alone thought of making love at the same time so he responded there are no angels to carry your sperm to the person you dream of and he was also intelligent enough he said to know which ones were fake and which ones were genuine but when you read these genuine questions you wonder that what kind of crazy stuff all of us are you know dreaming of or uh, what kind of questions people have yes half of it is down to lack of education as you said but the he started his column back way back in 1960s oh. and it started in in a women's magazine first then also made there was a book that was compiled the the book was called it's normal which was published <laughs> in 2015 because most of the questions that people asked were I ended up with answers being as he hota hai it's you know this is how it is <laughs> mumbai mirror had this column 
and then midday yes midday mate and that is what sold the papers for such a long time in 98 99 when we were at college internet had just started people would buy midday mate on the in opposite the college or rather midday only to go to that third page i have done that so many times myself i have so shared I that copy it. with you yes you have shared that copy <laughs> yes i remember <laughs> primal instinct of every individual is to get there yes sadiyon se chala aa raha hai and talking about sadiyon se chali aane wali cheeze there is japan so i wanted to put in some trivia about japan this is a japan story it's not only known for oldest people in the world yeah some of the oldest people in the world live in japan and it's not just people but also companies in fact the top 3 oldest companies in the world are in japan the oldest company which is kongo gumi was established way back in 578 it's the oldest continually operating company in the world massive right headquartered in osaka the it's a construction company commissioned by prince shotoku to build a buddhist temple and that is what it does it hmm. is continues to be a family run company it has been so for 1400 years now wow. until 2006 and then there were financial issues that happened bigger company took it over it became a subsidiary so they allowed it to stay a separate company before the merger itself it employed over 100 individuals had an annual budget of 70 million dollars and specialized in buddhist temples it, it does to this day the the second oldest company the name is nishiyama onsen onsen is basically a bathhouse garam pani ka kuwa basically second oldest company is the one that operates nishiyama onsen it's a hot spring hotel as they call it in in hayakawa japan founded in 705 ad third one 707 ad <laughs> koman hotels again it's it's a ryokan which is a traditional japanese hotel crazy that um, if you also take take a look at these massive companies they have been around for hundreds of years I mean Mitsubishi let's look at Mitsubishi how long has Mitsubishi been around Mitsubishi is a big company 1870 not as old as the three companies that you <laughs> not about, as but old nevertheless and is it still is yeah. this culture in Japan changing of uh, that of you know merit based succession or is it more like seniority wise where you spend enough number of hours in a company and you will slowly and steadily rise up the ranks it is it is the latter yes it is it is definitely the latter where mm. it is more professionally run it is not hereditary as such but it is seriously hierarchical ah so you won't have a 29 year old ceo or whatever or 35 year old general manager also for that matter no you got to pay your dues um <laughs> right. got to pay your dues and and that is where they're very 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 resistant to anything disruptive well they continue to remain the third largest economy in the world japan is 6% germany is 4% 4.5% japan a country of 100 million people 120 million people island nation so small still produces the best cars but will they be there in the future where where will the world moves on to hybrid and electronic who knows there are so many good things to you know when there is uh, this sort of long longevity in the companies mm. but maybe it's better that companies perish after a while right i think they automatically will won't they somebody else will come and uh, stomp them out or they will be like the three companies that you said they ha- they have a niche nobody else is competing with them or they are the best at what they do 
and uh, uh, they continue to survive absolutely you will be a fish in the small pond if they choose to be yes if they choose to be absolutely and that's a choice but that was the trivia from japan that i had for you for this particular episode we should do one more aditya maybe the work culture in japan is a little difficult is what i imagine for all the good things that japan does it's hard to be a regular 9 to 5 executive apparently there is a whole uh, system to it which sometimes can even take your life there is some some death by overwork bolke there is a term apparently it's called karoshi yeah death by overwork there are so many other fascinating words and which cannot be translated there is it's very difficult to translate but need to be explained what it is that we can talk about that i have experienced here my experience however of working here has been only in a new age new company where the culture was supposed to be disrupted and encouraged but based on what i have heard from others that i interact with definitely it's a series rather than an episode i'll i'll ensure that i pick out uh, one interesting thing that i found mind blowing about japan and talk about it in every episode uh, those were the three topics that we had for this particular episode uh, keep downloading all our podcasts we are trying to keep a very minimalistic website what we have right now is removed all so many shows that we had and want you to just go and listen and focus on this one show that we have going on which is updated very frequently there are simple buttons which will take you to your favorite podcast app that you have and subscribe to them please subscribe the more people subscribe the better it is so that we know that people uh, are listening to us other than that please follow our twitter feed also or your comments please write to us on twitter if you agree we got some few interesting offline remarks on whatsapp etc from our friends itself about what i had to say about virat kohli and his paternity leave paternity leave they told me how harsh i was how unfair i was and that that's good as, so as you said indicas can still start a debate or or a conversation rather than a debate or still start a conversation yeh karne ka absolutely for instance i am diametrically opposite to your views when it comes to the paternity leave of kohli but that's what it is about we don't have to agree on everything absolutely but i am right sab moh maya there is nothing right or nothing sab moh maya chal baith ke daru peete is what it finally comes down to everything ends with that sab moh maya chal baith ke daru peete that's about it guys keep listening until next episode bye 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 bye